Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today officially marks 50 episodes. I am honestly really excited. I I didn't know if we'd be able to get this far. Just, you know, podcasting is sometimes difficult. Even though it's one of those things that I really, really love and I really enjoy doing, it's a lot of time and I just appreciate everyone who takes the time out of their day to listen and, you know, give the podcast some love, however it is that you do that. It really means a lot, and I really appreciate everyone who just, you know, even if you just, like, quietly listen, I I still appreciate you, and I just want to take some time to thank you all for supporting this podcast and getting us to 50 episodes now, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where this will go in the future and how many more episodes we can do in the future. And yeah, I have no signs or no plans of ever stopping, so I I really appreciate everybody who's stuck around and hung out and shared these episodes with their friends and found something new you liked. So thank you guys so much for listening in. Um, not to get too sappy, but you know, I'm just a little reflective now, but uh, we are finally starting to settle into the new home now. So streams are going to be picking back up. So if you want to join me over on twitch.tv slash barelybookish, um, I stream over there and I don't really have a set schedule yet, but I will be streaming a lot more. Um, now that I am kind of like settling into my new home. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, we don't really have a lot of big plans. Uh, the, Last Patreon episode that just went up was our Heartless episode with uh, YA Book Chat. So that was a lot of fun. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please do. I think you guys would really enjoy it because it was a lot of fun to record. And I really like Marissa Meyer's style of writing. So I think you guys will like that a lot as well. Um, Especially if you like the Lunar Chronicles. The Heartless episode... uh, Well, the Heartless book as a whole is... um, you know, and it's not a spinoff of the Lunar Chronicles, but it's written in the same style, if that makes sense. Like, it's a retelling of a fairy tale. So, it's... I don't know, it's not like the Lunar Chronicles, but if you like the Lunar Chronicles, I'll think you'll, I think you'll like this, if that makes sense. But, you know, you can listen to me talking about that over on Patreon if you are interested, um, also being a Patreon member, whichever tier you join, you do get the episodes two days early. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, that is happening in now officially with this book. Plus it helps support the podcast. So if you wouldn't mind contributing, I would really, really appreciate it. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello everyone, and we are back reading more of the Iliad. Um, I am once again joined by Jade. Diegwich, that's hello in Irish. Oh, true. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love like other like different greetings. You know what I mean? Like I love hearing people's. Yeah. Is it? I okay. say, I say Diegwich, and you say Diasmergwich. So Diegwich means like God be with you, and then Diasmergwich. I think that means like God and Mary be with you. 
it's very catholic but <laughs> isn't that kind of summing up uh irish culture is that's very yes. catholic <laughs> yeah i have a question for you and i wonder because i've never like actually been able to ask someone this personally do you know is mm-hmm. irish i've heard multiple things so that's why i'm curious is irish a language or is it slang of english do you know oh irish is like 100 a language yeah okay it isn't its own yeah okay i wasn't sure yeah yeah like there's yeah like irish yeah irish is like a whole a whole language okay then you obviously have like irish slang which is like Mm. you know english language but like irish slang if you get me like um like you know like i don't know i don't know anybody that does say it but you know someone says like oh like you dig like you dig it or whatever Mm -hmm. like that means like do you get it which comes from like dig um the irish verb to like Mm. understand something yeah okay but no one really says that but that's what I mean there's some like Irish or like like uh like what's the crack that would be like Irish slang so it's like you know it's like said in English too but I just I think that's so funny like when you have slang that definitely sounds like something it doesn't mean like I remember when I was learning French and they were talking about like French not necessarily slang but like um like sayings so there was something like, you know how we say like cats got your tongue in English? Yeah. They're, yeah. They said something about like frog in your throat or something like that. And like, you think it's funny, but then you're like, cats got your tongue is very strange. Like, that's a weird <laughs> thing to say. If you had no basis of understanding, because you'd be like, why does a cat hold your tongue? You know what I mean? I just, I think. Yeah. I wish I was better with language because that would be a second podcast is me breaking down weird things that I think are interesting but I'm not very good with languages. So yeah, Irish is like its own full language before the English like invaded, but then you also also have like Irish slang, which is like, well, like what's the crack? Crack is an Irish word for fun, but you know what I mean? There's like Mm -hmm. Irish spins on like, uh, on English words. Mm -hmm. And then some people say the Irish language is called Gaelic, which is totally Mm -hmm. wrong. um, Because you just, you just say Irish language. Mm -hmm. Gaelic is like our culture. If you get me like Gaelic football, Mm, Gaelic yeah. music, Celtic music, that type of thing. Anyway, I wish I knew yeah. more about Ireland. I just I don't really know anything about my ancestors at all, and that's something I kind of regret as an adult. Um, because like my most of my ancestors are from Czechoslovakia before mm-hmm. it became like Czech Republic, and it's yeah. like, that's something I wish I knew more about. Like I don't know anything about uh, Czech history or anything like that. And I know we're kind of like a yeah white european melting pot so like most recently they were from um the czech republic my, my great-grandmother migrated from not migrated immigrated she's not a bird um to <laughs> to america <laughs> from um the czech republic or czechoslovakia and then um but like we're all from like hungary and i think we're from ireland as well we're like a big melting pot like if you did our dna thing so it's just kind of like i wish i knew more about like the history and the culture like, yeah, it's not too late to learn you know but just one of those things that's definitely an american thing as well i think like nobody in ireland would like nobody in ireland would be like oh yeah like i'm also i'm from like ireland england america you know what i mean don't name mm-hmm. off but i feel like americans a lot of the time like name like a lot of different countries is like part of their like 
um ancestry whereas like people in Ireland are like yeah I was born in Ireland so I'm Irish you're like oh yeah my dad's half English so I'm half English but like no one ever be like Mm -hmm. my great granny was from here and my great 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 grandfather was from here so I'm like one tenth Italian or whatever you know what I mean I feel like like that's a very like American thing I feel like there's a need in American culture to kind of find our culture in other places because we don't have a rich history here you know because it's basically just a colonized country yeah and so there's no like there's nothing that feels distinctly American Mm -hmm. whereas like in Ireland it has generations upon generations upon generations of history so it's like you feel like you belong by being there and by having family there and like understanding that culture being raised in that but without that like sense of like unity I feel like there's more of us are like oh but like where's our family from like what's our history kind of thing that's just my interpretation though I don't know that makes a lot of sense never heard it like explained that way you know I just thought it was more I just thought it was I just thought it was more like Americans trying to sound like exotic or something you know what I mean like don't associate me with Americans okay I'm like one tenth I'm one tenth Italian you know (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yeah honestly I'm not like other Americans um so book 13 so Neptune is uh, going to get on in on the fight. He's like, I'm going to ha- help with the Achaeans. And he's like, Jove can't control me. We're going to get the, Acha- uh, the Achaeans to win. It's so, pretty cool because it says he has like seahorses, like a seahorse chariot. And he like parks them in a little sea cave. And then he like, you know, just walks up the beach. And I imagine it all like Bay, uh, Baywatch style, just him like walking up the beach. You <laughs> got the water. seahorses in a chariot? <laughs> I didn't get seahorses in a chariot unless I missed it. I'm sad. You probably missed it because, as we discussed earlier, your eyes kind of just glaze over the page. Yeah. I hope I just <laughs> it's missed easy it. Easy to miss little details. I know. I hope I just missed it because I did not catch that part at all. Because that sounds killer. That sounds awesome. It's very it reminded me of like the King Neptune from SpongeBob. You know, I was just imagining him the whole time. Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Love a good SpongeBob reference. Um, so then he takes form and he's like, okay, I'm going to go inspire the Achaeans. My favorite thing is that they always say that they're going to inspire <laughs> instead of like actually battle. possess them. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, it's like you possess their bodies to want them to like fight war. <laughs> I'm just imagining that he hosts like a TED talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, you're going to be a businessman. You're going to be a businessman. You're going to defeat the Trojans. You know what I mean? I, think I imagine it like a, like a locker scene, like a like locker room scene in yes. a movie where they're all like, come on, guys, halftime. we got to do this. Like, yeah. They're like, they're I know we're down by five points. I don't know how football works, but five <laughs> seems like a good number, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, I know we're down by five <laughs> points, but all we need is, insert number here, a field goals and just need to kill like 10,000 people and we'll be even Come yeah on, there guys. we go do this. <laughs> it, that's only one uh two men per each one of you and you know what we're we're three of them so get out there boys get out there lads and go to war I should be paid to be a motivational speaker at this point yeah so, <laughs> so um he first inspired I didn't realize there was two Ajaxes until like this book okay I don't know how yeah, I lost over I didn't okay know, I didn't know that I didn't know that until right now so okay good <laughs> because every time after this moment they refer to them all the time as two Ajaxes and they don't refer to them yeah. independently anymore 
Yeah. I like to think that he just. I just thought himself. it was the same. Yeah, I just thought it was the same person for some reason. Because yeah, I'm like, there's already so many names. Like, they have so many names. Why would they name the same person the same thing? You know? Yeah. Maybe it's one of the things is like, we just didn't read who the parent was to realize that these were two different people the entire time. Yeah, probably. Oh, well. Continue. Yeah, we don't come to this podcast for good notes. We come to it for fun notes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so the Achaeans were like, all right, Neptune. Then my favorite thing is they always know when a god comes and talks to them because it takes like a form of an old man. He just walks up to the king and then they're like, oh, hey, god, how are you today? You know what I mean? Yeah, like the gods coming down is like people. I can't remember what the word is. It's not like metamorphosis. It's like something I can't remember what it's called. Basically, mm-hmm. gods becoming men and like using that disguise to like test people is like a big theme across like Greek mm-hmm. mythology. And so that's why like, in Greek culture, like this is kind of a side tangent, but it's still relevant. But that's why, like in Greek culture, um, they're very like friendly and hospitable. They always want to take strangers in because there's like a belief that that could be like a god in disguise. Mm. And um, kind of the hospitality custom is called Xenia, and Xenia is like one of the big kind of um pillars, I guess, of their like culture. So yeah, so that's, cool. that's why, like, that's why they're always like so trusting of like these like supposedly like random people in the skies because they kind of know that it could be a god and that's probably why they're so quick to like catch on i like that idea i mean i think they tried to do that in christianity a little bit where they're like oh you know god could appear as anyone and then like we all were kind of like no and then like but it seems to work a lot better in greece and rome i guess it's kind of like not so much anymore obviously like nowadays but like in ireland like especially in rural areas that was kind of the thing as well like people would just like have their doors open all the time so anybody could just walk in and people would be very like welcoming to like strangers and stuff obviously not nowadays but like yeah I guess it's just more common in the rural areas do you see that YouTube video a small tangent where that guy was um he he fell asleep on someone's couch and uh he woke up after a party and instead of going to his friend's house that's next door he was just on some random person's couch and they like woke him up and they're like you want a cigarette (laughs) <laughs> I think I think it was in Ireland. It, that's what sticks in my head. I might be wrong though. It, I don't want to say that it was, but I yeah, that might be wrong. <laughs> um, but I just remember it. that was like a video. If I find it again, I'll send it to you. But um, it just like sticks in my head because I'm like, wow. Like if that happened in America, the cops would be called. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Achaeans are back in their fight. Um, They're trying to hold fast because the Trojans are like, you know, busting down that wall. And now we're back to war. Everybody's dying. All the gods are just... And my favorite thing is the imagery of the gods because they're like, yeah, they're just sitting on Mount Olympus watching. And so I'm imagining them sitting on like the steps. You know, the steps of... um, What is it? Have you seen the Rocky movie? Yeah. And you know how he like runs up all those steps? I'm yeah. imagining that situation. And he's just, they're just sitting at the top, looking down at all these steps and just like. Yeah, it's a very like, kind of like levels concept. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're up in the sky and they can look down. Not, or kind mm-hmm. of like the spiritual kind of like, I guess, idea today where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, realms like overlapping or whatever. It's very much like they're up there, we're down here and they can just like spy on us, you know? Yeah. My favorite thing is imagining them with like opera goggles, you know? Yeah. 
Wow. Good one, Achilles. <laughs> oh, uh, Hector really got them on that one. And they're like, wait, I didn't bring my goggles. Can you like, can I borrow yours for a second? And you're like, get your own, go to the booth, go buy your own. Okay. I'm using these right now. And then there's like fighting over and it's like, Hera's just like, I only bought 10. So you guys better share them. Or they have those like 3D glasses, you know? Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> After opera was out, they, uh, upgraded to 3d goggles yeah <laughs> or glasses oh, so good so um there's just lots of fighting lots of injuries it just lists I, at some point i just feel like i just need a death list you know that's basically what this yeah. book's become so we're on to book 14 which is way more interesting in my opinion this is my favorite i think that we've read so far me too me too yeah I finally got blood rain in these section uh, chapters, which is very exciting uh, for me. And I was like, yes, <laughs> finally, the blood rain. <laughs> so Nestor apparently has no idea what's going on. He's just like sitting inside the boat with his like kid, I guess. And his kid's like injured. So he was just like sitting in there taking care of him. And he's like, wow, the battle's getting like kind of loud. Wow, it's getting even louder. This is so weird. Um, I should really go look at that and he's like looks out and it's like right at the bottom of his like boat and they're inside the fence and he's like uh <laughs> so then he goes up to Agamemnon and he's like hey what's happening and Agamemnon's like yo I think we should all leave like I think it's time to cut our losses and Ulysses basically guns out is like how dare you even consider this you weak-minded individual and i was like yeah. wow okay <laughs> that's very like yeah he's kind of presented as like the most manliest man ever like mm -hmm. especially in like the odyssey which is like his you know main thing mm -hmm. so yeah he's just yeah, he comes you know. to the throat in this one i was like yeah. wow ulysses like chill out please um so they hear that the war has gotten really bad so like let's go look so they like go over and just kind of observe the fight yeah yeah so like everyone that's all going on and Agamemnon says hey if y'all have any better ideas I am all ears I have no idea what to do so then we get to all the gods which is my favorite part so Neptune oh wait no sorry Neptune takes uh the form of an old man and starts talking to Agamemnon first and he's like, listen, we got to do this. You guys are doing great. Let's um, mess everybody up. <laughs> then we get to the view of the gods. So Juno sees that Neptune is fighting for the Achaeans. And it's like, yes, perfect. Because she wants the Achaeans to win. Yeah. And she wants to like distract Zeus. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I'm going to distract him with my feminine powers of... Um, you know seduct my seductive powers yes. so then she kind of goes to Aphrodite and mm -hmm. she's like oh like can I borrow your um what is it she's like can I borrow your loveliness and your loveliness and desirability you know it's kind of mm -hmm. as if it's like as if it's like oh hey girl I can go on a date can I borrow that top or that perfume you, you know, know what they <laughs> said in mine they asked to borrow that and like first of all they had an entire like description like paragraph description of her getting dressed her putting earrings in you know putting on this beautiful cloak that Minerva made her like this whole large description and then says that she puts on a girdle and I was like okay and they, then had to, 
they had to kind of like you know they had to kind of make a big deal of the dressing mm-hmm. thing because this was as close like as Greek men got to like smut you know what I mean I <laughs> yes truly <laughs> so they were living for this <laughs> so yeah. there's probably so much detail in the parts about her getting ready for this like you know seductive I guess event I know this is like the only like true detail we get about a character and it's just <laughs> her getting dressed and I think it's funny but my favorite thing is in my book it says that um Venus Venus mm-hmm. in mine instead of Aphrodite gives her a girdle that she then puts in her bosom and that's how she gets Aphrodite's power and mm-hmm. I was like I'm gonna be honest I think his name's Stephen. Uh, my translator I don't think he knows what a girdle is yeah isn't that like for your like lower yeah it's for your like tummy usually a girdle yeah is so there's like multiple verse ways I googled it just to make sure but there were they said like a girdle is kind of like Spanx you know it's supposed to like hold everything in you need you need, you need Spanx for a date you know what I mean mm-hmm. this makes sense yeah or some people say that it was like a corset kind of thing uh, but it only went to the waist or that it's a garter, you know, not a garter, yeah. but the thing that hooks your stockings together. Yeah. Hmm. But maybe it's, it's kind of more, maybe it's more just like a good luck charm, you know, mm-hmm. so she just like puts in her bra, you know, they might like, you know, put like a, put like a $5 yeah. or something in your bra. <laughs> maybe she yeah, is just I was like... thinking it was like mistranslated and that we're supposed to be finding out she's putting on lingerie. That's what I thought was that, happening. That, yeah, that makes more sense. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's a man translating. And I just feel like they don't necessarily understand that but you can't feel, show everything in your bra. I feel like if you're the type of person to be, like, and like you know, translating this, like, very mm-hmm. historical, famous text, that you'd be highly educated. But maybe if you're the type of person that's spending their time translating an ancient Greek text, you're not really mm-hmm. getting much, like woman time action to learn these things (laughs) really or it's like for me it's always one of those things where they kind of seem to always think that like ancient people and ancient civilizations are very prude you know what I mean yeah where they're like oh they wouldn't be talking about you know uh Hera and lingerie that just wouldn't happen but it's like the Greeks were like so what it looked like like was it um you know transparent lingerie or like (laughs) what are we talking about here and he was like oh boys boys not only was it transparent (laughs) you know like because let's let's talk about it like most of these stories if you think about it they're probably telling like and what setting do people like to tell stories usually when they have like these long travels like if they are at war Mm -hmm. you're telling stories to pass the time you usually tell stories while you're passing the time so true or if you're like out in like um obviously they didn't have like bars but if mm-hmm. you're kind of out at like a, a kind of a gathering with your boys you know mm-hmm. like that's kind of like obviously the, the women are at home with the babies so it's kind mm-hmm. of like the men are hearing this story wherever they're like gathering so they're kind of like oh boys you want to hear about Afro- like Aphrodite's lingerie like, yeah. like literally I'm telling you that I think that this was mistranslated because I think that they definitely were talking more about lingerie than a girl yeah okay makes sense because also why in ancient Greece they might have corsets but I don't think they would have like a girdle you know yeah I mean? that seems like more of a I'm, I'm obviously not next but like a Victorian type thing or like before then yeah I don't know isn't that the time period that they say at that point 
if my memory serves, they were kind of drawing the gods and goddesses as more like um, heavier set instead of like yeah. very, very thin because thin was kind of seen as poor. So like, yeah. I don't think they would want to look thin. So I don't yeah, think they, they would wear yeah. corsets. True. That's very true. Hera was in lingerie. You heard it here first. She had to go <laughs> Zeus. Okay. Like I love that for her. Um, and then in my book, it says that like before she goes off to meet Zeus, she kind of makes a pit stop at Sleep, mm-hmm. who is Death's brother, which I never like heard of like yeah. Sleep before. I, I didn't know that was like a Greek kind of where we get the word from or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she, yeah, she heads to him and she's like, hey like can you help me out here like you know once we do the nasty can you like put him asleep or whatever and then sleep is like ah no like I did that before and I got like in loads of trouble like this is your thing like I'm staying out of it and then she's like well what if you if you do it like I'll set you up with my amazing friend Grace like one of the Graces and like you can you you can have her and he's like fine okay cool (laughs) in mine they specified that she was the youngest of the Graces and I was like yeah yeah (laughs) but also, did your book just say that they were going to embrace the entire time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, I just, I, you know, just, just a big hug, you know, that's all. Yeah, that's yeah, all. That's, all. <laughs> that's yeah. totally. And she, ba- she basically goes and meets Zeus, and then he's like, you, me, like right now, right here. And she's like on this mountain and he's like, oh, it's fine. I'll just cover it with like a mist. So nobody's going to know. He's being a complete horn dog. So they just like get nasty on the mountain and then know. you know he just falls asleep straight after very relatable <laughs> Dude, and he also um, and like then... lists all of his exes as he's like listen i've slept with all of these women <laughs> had all of these offspring but like you wife you're the one that i want i i just love like the idea of like these gods being so like human like i don't know you're like you know religious background or anything but like the way like the christian god is like you know all perfect all mm-hmm. you know completely flawless I think it's more interesting having gods that are more like humans that kind of like you know they mess up sometimes they're not perfect they have their own drama you know what I mean yeah I think it's interesting I, I think that too because like if if you're gonna write a story think about it like you write a story and Jesus is the main character you know he's gonna do no wrong you know everything's gonna end up fine you write a story Zeus is the main character he could be the bad guy he could be the good guy he could have 15 offspring in the story anything could happen yeah you know what I mean <laughs> like wild absolutely wild like I think there's a reason that that's in um a way that had like a lot of storytelling um mm-hmm. that their gods are so I don't know if diverse is the right word but like I mean like diversity in the sense of like their personalities that's not the word I'm looking for but yeah like I just I know I get you mean though yeah I just and like I like the idea as well I was like saying this like this is kind of an off-tangent spiritual (laughs) side tangent but um I was just talking to my boyfriend today and we're saying like I think it's kind of cool the way like there's lots of different gods for different things you know like oh if I'm having like love problem like you know I'm gonna pray to Aphrodite if I like need some wisdom like gonna go to Athena or whatever instead of just like this one kind of like force mm-hmm. that's just supposed to like help everybody on earth for everything you know what I mean I, I like the way they all have like different kind of like specialties yeah I think you kind of see that a little bit like in Catholicism like you can see where Catholicism saints, was inspired yeah. by yeah 
So mm. it, it was like a lot of it's inspired by like pagan traditions and like yeah. Greek gods and Roman gods and stuff like that. So like, I think I'm not Catholic, but whenever I lose something, I pray to Saint Anthony, and he has never let me down ever. Yeah. <laughs> like and. and I'm like, you know, Anto, I know I haven't gone to church, you know, in many years or whatever, but, you know, just help me find like my phone and then it turns up. So. I know. I do always <laughs> think there's something about that too. And I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like taking a second to like pause and breathe and be like, where is this? And then the ghost yeah. in your room is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah, I just, I, that's why I find this chapter so entertaining. So I just love like the interactions between the gods and how they're so like relatable and kind of like, well, I mean, not too relatable. I'm making myself sound like a crazy person right now. Yeah. But you know, you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. <laughs> I just think it's fun that they're people. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so yeah, Juno's plan works. She gets Jove fully asleep and now she basically sends sleep over and it's like hey go tell neptune he can do what he wants now like free reign fully and neptune's like heard all cool got it got it got it and starts like fully imbuing the Achaeans. um yeah the rest of the book is just more more war stuff more war stuff that was the most interesting chapter for sure yeah definitely yeah but then we get the scene where ajax smacks hector with a rock and like knocks him out kind of like not knocks him out but he like seriously like a concussion yeah 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 my man's not doing well and every time we hear about hector i'm just like he has a child (laughs) like they made us care about him and now i know (laughs) we find out that jove has like this entire plan to make sure that achilles kills hector and i'm like no (laughs) yeah oh so that's book 15 so jove is awake and he sees everything going on and he looks at uh juno and he's like yo like i know this is your fall and she's like what who's me not i i could never not me no not i and he's like he's like he's like worth it anyway to be honest i don't care if it was just you know truly he's like i'm mad but like mad, you know i'm mad but that lingerie is pretty nice you know he's yeah. <laughs> like I'm mad you know how you can make it up to me <laughs> so juno is oh so joe starts like threatening juno he's like listen last time you did this with hercules my favorite thing is that they like have to refer to how many times they previously did this when they <laughs> are fighting so he's like when you did this to hercules last time remember what i did and she's like uh and he's like i hung you by your hands off of mount olympus and attached anvils to your feet and i was like wow jove um can you like relax a little bit uh the, the gods are just like brutal even like not even like they're terrible to humans but they're mm-hmm. even worse to each other like poor prometheus all he tried to do is give like some humans some fire now he's chained to a rock with like a bird eating his liver 24 7 you know they're ruthless yeah. i know they have no chill at all i'm have you read the from blood and ash series yet no i actually haven't oh please read that well do you like new adult yeah yeah, I okay. like everything pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Very, 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 very good. But I, without any spoilers, there's one part where they talk about how um, people that are like gods and stuff kind of grow mm-hmm. 
um like they're so far away from humanity that they kind of just do whatever they want because it doesn't really matter to them because their lives are endless and so I was kind of thinking about that while you're reading this but please go read that the third book just came out the writer's amazing it's by Jennifer L. Armantrout and they're very hefty but like you will what's it called again from blood and ash you will binge them oh yeah yeah no I definitely heard of that yeah in like two days they're 500 pages dude each of them 500 pages I did not sleep it was the first book that I stayed up till like 5 a.m reading and then I was like oh no I got a job (laughs) it's very very good I am I feel I feel like such a fraudster having like a bookstagram because I'm the slowest reader reader on earth like I probably read like 10 pages a day if even you know what I mean and yeah I always just read like I don't go with all the hype all the time not because you know I'm not like other readers but just because like <laughs> I already have so much books to read that by the time I'm actually going to find that book it's like not you know popular anymore or whatever like I miss all the hype like I've only bought like what's that one um red white and royal blue like mm-hmm. recently and that's oh, been really? like yeah that's that was big like a while ago and I'm like does anybody want to talk about now I know I know everyone's like already talked about it but <laughs> Juno's like, listen, I never told Neptune to go after the Trojans. Like, I'm not involved in that at all. Not me. You know, I would fully support you. And like, Joe is like, listen, no, you wouldn't. Like, no, you wouldn't. The whole reason Neptune thinks it's okay to fight with me all the time is because we never agree at all. And she's like, okay, <laughs> your point is, you know. <laughs> So then um, he's like, okay, so the thing you can do for me is go get Iris and Apollo and tell them I want to see them immediately. And she's like, can do, can do, will do right now. So she goes and gets them and they show up and they're like, listen, what's up, Joe? What do you need? What's, what's happening? What's popping? How's your nap? You know? <laughs> and so Iris and Apollo come and he's like, Iris, go down, talk to Neptune, tell him to back off. And so she does. Neptune, she's like talking to Neptune. She's like, listen, Jove, not too happy. And he says he will destroy you if you, uh, you know, keep doing this. And he's like, he can't. He could never. You know, I'd like to see him try. And then Iris is like, is that your final response? (laughs) Poor Iris, because like she is like, you know, she kind of delivers like messages a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So she's just like the bearer of bad news. And Mm -hmm. she just has to, she's doing everyone's dirty work for them. Yeah, literally. I know. She's like, is that your final response though? And he's like, okay, no, just tell him I'm going to listen. Fine, whatever. I don't want to deal with this right now. And she's like, okay, okay, heard. Neptune, not too happy. Um, But he finally is like, fine, you know, I'll listen to you. um, And I'm going to go down back into the sea. So now the Achaeans are struggling, straight struggling again. So then he sends Apollo and he's like, listen, Apollo, I need you to go heal Hector. That's my boy for right now until Achilles gets back. But right now we want Apollo, uh, Hector to be winning. So Apollo's like heard and goes and heals Hector and Hector's back in the fight. Like, I love the imagery of this because they're basically like acting like Hector was like dead. They're like, he's out, he's dead. And then they're yeah. like, oh wait, he's back. <laughs> The funny thing to me about these this book 
is that it really shows that they're like they know whose side the gods are on at all times yeah yeah and they're still like battling because they're like well they could change favor at any minute so you know we'll just keep going it's like it's like siblings and then like a parent that like prefers one of the siblings you know a parent Mm -hmm. that has favorites and they're just like trying to like they probably think that like yeah the gods aren't in their favorite literally but like if they win then they'll like finally be like the, the favorite child you know the favorite yeah. race of people <laughs> I know it's just funny to me because it's just like they're they're really trying like if I knew that like the gods were on someone else's side I'd probably stop you know yeah, like, like if like literal like the actual gods in the sky the all-powerful gods were not on your side like yeah yeah <laughs> don't waste your time yeah nope I would not be dealing with that right now I'll tell you that so the Achilles, Achilles, Achaeans, Achaeans, yeah, Achaeans. I, I was yeah. like, I, I looked at it and I immediately forgot how to say it. So the yeah, Achaeans, I just, I just keep writing it phonetically. <laughs> no, I should, but I'm not. I don't know why. But they're gonna go and they're gonna try and persuade Achilles again because they're like, listen, we need you, boy. We need you bad. And so then we're on to book sixteen. So Patroclus. Uh, is now with Achilles and they're like hey um hear me out would you come because you're being really cruel right now you're being kind of mean and we want to win and Achilles is like listen you already know what like my opinion on this okay like I'm not going so then uh Patroclus is like okay hear me out can I borrow your armor and I'll go and then they think it's you but then you don't have to go And Achilles is like, okay, fine. You can go, just wear my armor, come back. I want my armor back. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You better not stretch it. I'm like, just like my sister. I'm like, you better not stretch it. Better come back the same. Literally, you're like, "Um, you better not stain it. If you rip it, um, you're done for. So (laughs) sends Patroclus and he's like, go scare the Trojans. Fine, whatever. And Achilles grabs some forces and send them with um, Patroclus so that, you know, they can do this whole battle. So, you know, but Achilles stays behind because he's not into it. People are dying and then Hector kills Patroclus. And then we got book 17. So in book 17, um, they're trying to take Patroclus' body back to Achilles so they could be like, look, your friend's dead. Like, we really need you. Mm-hmm. Um but Hector takes Achilles' armor and he's like, this is funny. I'm going to wear it. Like, what if I just like wore it? And puts <laughs> it on. So everyone's like, basically he's acting like he killed Achilles without actually killing Achilles because he's yeah. wearing his armor. And I was like, that's a false trophy and you know it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that's some insecurity if I've ever seen it. Yeah, literally he's basically like doing like who's got it bigger you know what i mean with this yeah yeah. it's like wow it's like it's like it's like the people it's like we have buy followers or something you know Mm -hmm. it's like you know that's not real like you know that other people know that's not real too you know like i'm imagining him being like wow this armor like barely fits just because my muscles are so big (laughs) you know like one of those moments (laughs) it's like wow i really think an achilles needs to like work out like i can if i flex it's gonna fall off so i (laughs) It's gotta really hold it in here. So Jove, not happy. He's like, um, this is not what the plan is. Like, this is not 
what we're supposed to be doing. Um, I Achilles is my favorite, so yikes. Um, but he's just like, wait till uh, Achilles can strike you down. That's all we're waiting for here. But they're really having difficulty trying to get uh, Achilles, uh, Achilles, the Pat's body. <laughs> I'm always like, <laughs> I know. it's like in my head. I was like, I got it. I got it. And then I'm like, <laughs> but they're really having some difficulty getting Pat's body back. They're like literally fighting over this body. And they're like, one person's able to carry it. And they're, then they get like attacked and they have to drop the body and like defend someone else picks the body up. It's kind of horrifying when you think about it, a little morbid. <laughs> <laughs> um but they're not able to get this body back at all so they tell someone they're like hey go tell achilles that we need him to come collect his friend's body out of the battlefield like we cannot get it back my in that moment i'm trying to figure out how close is achilles because like i thought this entire time that he's on an island and they're sailing over to it but like yeah. if they're in the middle of battle and they're like you need to go get him right now like they, he has to be pretty close. Like, near. Yeah. yeah i guess there's something to like i think the greek islands are pretty close together like yeah they are. kind of bunny hop oh. Yeah, I mean, I've gone there once. Macken is like, oh, yes. Yes, I'm definitely. <laughs> Me um, with my one month in London. Oh, I know everything. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's like a lot of like small islands. I especially imagine like back then, you know, yeah. before like climate change and, you know, sea True. levels rising and all that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they're yeah. probably pretty close and he'd probably just like bunny hop over there. He's like, yeah, and you could see like Achilles standing and you can like see him on the horizon, you know, and they're like... <laughs> You come over here and Achilles is like, <laughs> like no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I want to imagine that. I want I want it to be like not a day's worth of travel. I want it to be like 15 minutes of like Achilles just standing on the shore watching the boat get closer and closer. And he's like, what are they gonna ask me now? Like I've been here for five years at this point. Just watch every day I wake up, eat my toast, and you can hear like distant battle cries. Like I want like a scenic view of like Achilles, like on the beach just you know in his like hawaiian print shirt you know uh cargo pants eating like buttered toast in one hand as he's like standing on the shore one hand on hip one hand holding toast he's eating it and you can just hear like the sound like screaming like all this in the background he's like oh what a beautiful day on this tropical island he's like takes a bite of toast it's like that meme with the dog, you know, in the hay. So it's like surrounded mm-hmm. by fire. And he's like, everything's fine. <laughs> That's yeah, what I watch it like. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Probably though. <laughs> <sighs> so that's all we've got for this week's episode. Um, where can all the people of the internet find you, find your podcast? You want to tell us a little bit about your podcast? I'm sure they heard it previously, but like still nice little Just refresher. Again. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Jade from Dublin, um, as you mentioned before, <laughs> several times <laughs> in these episodes. Um, and my podcast is Book Podcast, but I kind of focus on the story behind books, like where authors got their inspiration and kind of like the historical context. So you can find me um, about a book, one word on, you know, all the places where you're listening to this. And then on Instagram, I'm aboutabook.podcast. Yeah, and I will put show links. (laughs) I'll put them in all the links in the show notes so you can easily get them. It's going to be great. But 
we will catch you all in the next episode where we find out does Achilles show up does he actually uh shell out the 15 minute boat ride over to the island because apparently they're that close um but we'll find out that and probably much more lots more death in the next episode bye definitely bye Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. I really appreciate everybody who's, you know, hanging out, listening, all that fun stuff. But if you um, want to catch more live content, not more live content because this isn't live, but if you want to catch some live content, please consider going and joining us on Twitch.tv. I am considering doing some productivity streams and things of that nature, so I will be trying to figure out how to do that soon. So if you, you know, are one of those people that kind of likes to have a little buddy to work with, um, I am hoping to incorporate that soon. So hopefully I will figure out how to do that and then we can all, you know, work together and hang out and meme. I don't know. But yeah, so lots of fun new things happening. I'm very, very excited about it, but I don't really have a whole bunch to fill you in on there's not a whole lot happening on this end but if you want to check me out on anything i'm at barely bookish on literally everything and yeah i'll catch you guys in the next one our theme song was by Raphael crux our logo was designed by my little sibling sarah and i'll catch you guys later bye <laughs>